Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi everybody, we are so glad that you are joining us here on Healing Journeys Today. We are Butch and Julianne Hartman. Welcome to Heartbeat. This is our um uh, our live stream talking all about marriage and relationships and yeah. hopefully healing in your marriage and relationships. Hopefully it doesn't need to be healed your relationship, but if right. it does, uh, we are here to give you our advice on things we've gone through. We've gone through some things, a few things. Hey, we're talking about today, the little things. And you know, there's a scripture in the Bible and I think it's in the song of Solomon, I think. Uh, which says the little foxes spoil the vines. So sometimes it's those little foxes, little animals that get and in there. And who wrote that? Solomon. Well, he he had a little, few foxes that were spoiling his The vine. wisest man it in the world. It was his own, you know, <laughs> mind that was spoiling the vine big yeah. time. Uh, we can get into that later with yeah, his I'm looking at scripture 700 right wives and 300 concubines. I think he had some issues going on with Solomon his... did. Solomon did. So the little yeah. things, and uh, listen, by the way, you know, we say Solomon had 700 wives. It didn't start with 700 wives. It started with right. one wife. But that wasn't enough. Then there was no. two wives. And it was three wives. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And Solomon was so rich, nobody would say no to him. Because when you have a lot of influence, people will say yes right. to whatever. That's why we see so many rich people and influential people, they'll fall because they don't. Um, sometimes having a lot of well, influence, you sort of lose your way. Sometimes. Yeah. Not, all, not all the time. Well, sometimes I'm, you do. Yeah. I mean. If you're not rooted and grounded in the Lord, uh, money can be something that controls your life mm -hmm. and it can make you feel like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're too cool for everybody else can make you feel like you don't need anybody else. You, yeah, it also can make you think that you don't need God. And so that's what I mean, man, Tyler says he's not married, but he has a girlfriend. Okay. okay well, then go, all Tyler. these things, Tyler, will be good for you. These will apply to you. I mean, again, you might not be married, but you might want to, um, you know, that might come way down the line, but there might be a time when you do get married in the future and knowing some things to hand, knowing some things that you're going to be approaching on the way would help. It says here in the, it's Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse 15, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines for our vines have tender grapes so like imagine yeah. a vineyard full of tons of awesome uh vines full of fruit but underneath the surface there's these little foxes down there they're actually yeah. spoiling things underneath what is it about your marriage or relationship what are the little things in your marriage that could spoil it are you here's here's one here's a great one honesty yeah honesty could be something it's maybe you tell one little lie to your spouse and well, nothing trust then it would be trust yeah trust is another yeah. one yeah honesty trust what if you tell one little lie to your spouse, no big deal. You 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 went somewhere you weren't supposed to, or did something you weren't supposed to, or or met somebody you weren't supposed to. One little lie, no big deal, and then you got away with it. So now it's like, oh, that's licensed to tell another lie, and then another lie, right. and then, then the, suddenly the foxes begin to multiply. And multiply. Yeah, and then also mm -hmm. I I mean I just heard of a story just the other day. People were this this lady was sharing with me that they didn't even know that their uh, spouse had was had a drug problem. And they really? lived, yeah, they lived for many, like they were married like 20 something years, but didn't realize that they had a drug problem until like, like all of a sudden now it got so out of hand that the person couldn't hide it anymore. And imagine being married to someone That's for, the, is that the same one I'm thinking of? Or is it the no, second one? I just, 
someone just reached out to me. Oh, okay. Because we, we had another incident. Yeah, or we did have a, a friend like of that. ours that that mm -hmm. happened to. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this person said, now, I mean, honestly, I don't know how you live with someone every day and you don't notice that there is a drug problem. Know, a drug problem. Or a lying um, like where problem. Are they, okay, because mm -hmm. like, where are they getting the money? Um, to buy the drugs. And if, you know, if you, if you guys have two bank accounts, I mean, or one bank account, uh, you got to be noticing that there's too much money going in and out, you know, just that kind of thing. But, you know, it's like, for instance, when you get married, you shouldn't have to be monitoring your spouse because you would already know if that spouse had some kind of a gambling issue or, a or drug any, issue, any kind or anything of issue. that would be, would be, you know, using a lot of your money. So anyway, again, that's not even a little Fox. That's a big Fox. Another little thing could be something where your spouse, um, doesn't, you know, it's almost like you're not being truthful. And I, this doesn't come into honesty, like lying. This is like saying false things to maybe Tell somebody to build them up the wrong way almost. I mean, I don't know. Would you like what do you mean, falsely Jim? encourage somebody? How do you do that? I don't know. There's there's sometimes where someone's not good at something and you tell them they are anyway. Oh, okay. And and I'm, I'm not saying that to encourage anybody, but maybe someone's trying really hard and and you know, sometimes well, there's a thing called tough love where you have to be honest with somebody and not be so that's kind um, of been our thing. So we were saying how our daughters, you know, I love them very much. And yes, I want to encourage them and let them know that they're like the most amazing, perfect children. But again, what do you do now when you, they get out there into the real world and they are actually being, you know, spoken to truthfully by their bosses, by friends or whatever. Now they're devastated. So I've never been one who's to sugarcoat. Other people do, but I understand what Butch is saying because we do do that to our kids. I do know that, you know, sometimes people say like, oh, Poor thing. I know they tried so hard. I'm not going to let them know that it really was bad. It's like, no, you got to tell them. That's the only I'm way. Back. I've handled the nose okay. situation. Sorry. That's the my only. My nose was running and uh, I, had to, I had to blow well, my you nose. You kept sneezing. So anyway, really um, so that's that's where you don't want to do that. You want to be honest, but you, there's ways of talking about it to where it's not like, you know what? That was really stupid. Like there are ways of actually talking about it. I've got it. Here's that. what it is. Here's the deal. You know how when sometimes you um like there'll be two teams of kids playing baseball, one team will win, but they don't say there's a winner. They say everybody gets a trophy. You know what I mean? That's a false sense of encouragement where people suddenly don't think they have to compete in order to win. They think they're just going to win all the time, and that's not what real life is like. In real life, there are times where you might not win that game, but you're going to struggle even harder. You're going to work even harder to win the next game. Right. And sometimes being truthful with somebody is a way to build them up so they'll get even stronger. That's what I'm talking about. I know it took a long way to get there. It's one of those things no, where... I, and that's what I said. We were, you know, we were always very, very complimentary towards our kids, but we were not going to say something that wasn't like, we're not going to sugarcoat things and make them think that they're like amazing at something now they're amazing but at something and they really weren't because how do they work on it you know mm -hmm. it's like my daughters or, or our daughters when they were young we, we had we put them right in karate well they did piano with butch yeah. and they did karate with me no, i don't play piano but i took yeah. them to piano class. but um but well, and, i want people to think i play piano let's just pretend no you do play guitar <laughs> i can play a um, guitar but anyway so you know in martial arts what I loved about it is, is that if you didn't make the first move, you would be hit. 
you yeah. know, or whatever you, you know, you get uh, someone like point sparring, someone would spar would get a point uh, and you wouldn't get anything because you didn't act fast enough. So I didn't even have to like say anything about that. But just, just the game itself, you know, showed them, okay, I'm too slow or my, re my reaction was too slow. I need to get in there and I need to learn more technique and stuff. But again, like I said, but I, I'm always been, I've always been very honest. Um, with everybody. Ask, let me ask all of you out there. What are some of the little things in a relationship you think should be dealt with because they'll damage things otherwise? Yeah. Like it's like having a little leak in your house. Like let's say we had a little leak in our sink over there. If, right. if we didn't address the small yeah. leak one by one, day by day, it would get bigger and bigger until there's a huge flood. You know, the other day we, well, actually actually. Had, a, <laughs> we had a huge clog in our drain. We didn't know it. Suddenly the whole sink starts backing up. But it'd been an, it'd been accumulating over. So just months. to tell you this, don't put eggshells down the garbage disposal. <laughs> don't do that. They I was, don't. What is it called? Disintegrate. They don't. Well, yeah, yeah. but I thought the garbage there. disposal. I, I apparently because I, I make eggs every morning and I'd always put the eggshells in the garbage disposal. But apparently over the last couple of years they've just built up in this drain and and they clogged everything. It was the little things. The yeah. first few shells didn't do anything. Right. So what are those eggshells in your marriage that you haven't addressed yet? Is there something that um, your spouse tends to do, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about berating somebody just no. to berate them. I'm not saying that. Don't be someone who just wants to correct because you're just a correcting person. But if there's an issue, like if, if the person, um, doesn't want to get a job or if the person is, is maybe the person is too critical of you. Maybe you're being criticized constantly. Maybe the person can't sit still. They want to move constantly and never stay in one place. Maybe they spend too much money. Well, they're just spending a little bit of money. That's a big yeah. one, by the way. Let's talk about that for a moment. Money. Yeah. You know, and spending I money. Do you guys are you guys trained in how to spend money? Well, we did talk about that a couple weeks ago, so you can go to that one. I think I forget the title, but um, but if you're not agreeing upon how much money that you want that you're gonna budget for fun stuff, budget for your bills, budget for like buying large purchases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That that is that is definitely an issue. And you will pay for it later in your marriage. Could be a week later, could be a day later. Mm -hmm. But you definitely your marriage will definitely suffer something, whether it's an argument or not. But you know one thing I do want to say is that this uh, I know this is because it's something new that we didn't deal with. Is your spouse on their phone too much? Mm. That's a little thing because we find that you know you could be sitting at the kitchen table with your family or even just your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you're sitting there on your phone and you're not even talking anymore. It's amazing. Um, I know one thing I have to confess. A lot of oh. times since I'm driving, you know, I, when I'm driving, I can, obviously I'm not texting. So when Butch will, will drive, I'll start texting everybody like all my You never responses. talk to me. You never talk to me when I I know. Talk. I'll start responding to everybody that I've been putting she up. Never talks to and me. then he's like, um, hello, are you going to talk to me? And I'm like, yes, but let me just finish getting, getting all and these her responses messages. aren't like, talk to you later. Her responses are, here's what's going on. And let me, here's subsection four, chapter 81, you know, and there's all these different uh, paragraphs and subsets to her text. It's like, you answer very thoroughly. Yes. Melissa just said, it's the little foxes. Yes. We just talked about that. That's and scripture. Sheila said, not finding a way to spend time together. That can also be a little fox. That is a little fox. And here's yeah. the thing. Just like the Lord, if we're not spending time with him, what relationship do we have? I mean, seriously, I don't know about you, but I know me. And if I don't have time with him every day, meaning the Lord, 
Now, it's not that he turns his back. He doesn't say, Julianne, you didn't talk to me. So, you know, forget it. We're done. None of that at all. But it's me seeing too many of too many things of the world, which having that, that conversation with the Lord, spending time reading his word, pulls me back into the spirit realm again. Here's a comment here from Mary M. The avoider spouse should be honest about what really bothers them so the other person can know and make changes. Don't keep stuffing those things. Boy, wow. that is so good. And, and avoider doesn't because we're just not that couple. I don't think I avoid anything really. No, no, I'm saying that. I don't know what I would do if you did. There's, I know there's a lot of, and I, I there like are women avoid. out there too, but I've heard more men though. That they just don't want to shut down. Well, men don't want to talk about their why feelings not? ever. Why? Tell us. Tell everybody now. Why men don't want to talk about their feelings because it, uh, it 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 takes too much time, and we're really not set up to talk about our feelings as much as women are. We're not as uh, wired emotionally. Do you think as women that are. the young the younger generation, like the millennial generation, now will be the ones that will speak more? Or talk about their feelings more. So you're talking. Let me let me get this straight, though. So you're asking me after thousands and thousands of years of men not talking about their feelings, will this generation, the millennials, will they be the ones to talk about their feelings? I don't know. I don't have. I have no clue. Yeah, only I don't have enough data. Well, the reason why I say that is because since everybody now is more vocal and are able to be more vocal about how they feel yeah. Yeah. with, um, you know, with social media and stuff. Well, that's, that's different though. Because with social media, you can be—it's called a um, a keyboard cowboy. You're <laughs> you're like you can say whatever you want when you're in the privacy of your own home, and no one can see your face or hear your voice, and no, you can even use a fake name on social media and say whatever you want. But it's it's confronting people face to face. I truly believe that's getting lost with this current generation. This is not to slam this generation. They've been raised with screens. They've been raised that if they want to get a hold of somebody, they just pick up the phone and text somebody, and boom, they get a hold of them. We had to actually make a phone call. Now, we had phones. But if you wanted to talk to somebody, it was either a phone call or you saw them in person. If you said, meet me at 8 o'clock, and they didn't show up at 8 o'clock, you didn't know where they were. You had to, like, get back home and... Make another call, and they did, and you or or find a phone booth. We find need, a phone booth. They find go. a phone booth. You know, yeah. um, you know, what we need to get we need to get a phone booth and put it in the house, oh, God, like an no. old phone booth. No. That'd be so cool. We would clean Do it. You know up, what? Though. Back in uh, we would clean it up. Back in the day, when I get like the red one from London, or that's a London phone. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Who. Back in the day when I lived in Hollywood, um, you know, I I sometimes I couldn't pay my phone bill, so they'd shut it off. So I'd have to go to a phone booth. And um, so I in on Hollywood Boulevard and on Sunset Boulevard, there was so much prostitution going on. They took out all the phone booths. And one time I ran out of gas, I remember, and I was stuck and I had no way to call anybody because all the phone booths were gone or they just were like, they put like a, a metal thing in so you couldn't put a dime in, you know, wow. uh, they just got rid of them all because that's where a lot of the prostitution was, you know, taken Okay, away. back to our story. Anyway. So I mean, what's another little fox that can spoil the vine in a marriage? Well, Sarah we, just said here. Sarah said, for me, it's disrespect that gradually can increase without noticing. Disrespect. Yes. Now that's interesting. As a spouse, men, women, do you respect your spouse? But wait, before you answer, do you treat them with respect? Yeah. It's one thing to respect somebody. It's another thing to treat them with respect. You know, That's men, true. are you, do you compliment your wife in public? Do you Ooh. compliment your husband in public? Ooh. Or do you make fun of them in public? Um, but guys, what is one, now, now respect is a big one. So let's say you have a marriage and the husband doesn't respect the wife. Or, does, or the wife doesn't respect the husband. This means that 
the husband or the wife is going to start feeling feelings of inadequacy and they're going to seek that respect from somebody else. Right. That is absolutely what's going to happen. That is very true. And so, and especially when, I mean, like, you know, I, I, you got to be careful because maybe you never did compliment your spouse, but you might've in the beginning. So the complimenting and stuff, you know, maybe you've done it for so long and you don't think about doing anymore, even when you're like in your seventies. Well, it doesn't matter how old you are, compliments are compliments. And you want to you wanna continue to compliment each other because you know what? Who else does? You know, one day I was looking at my mom. My mom has been, uh, her husband passed away in like 08, I think it was. Her last husband yeah, passed away. Yeah, in 08. So she's been single for many years. Yep. Tw- you know, now it's 21, almost 22. Mm-hmm. And so if if we're not, as her kids are not complimenting her, Mm-hmm. And you as her son-in-law, who's complimenting her? You know, yeah. people like that. People love that to know that they're loved. People love people love to know that, you know, it's like, wow, what a beautiful outfit you have on. You have this and that. You know, we sometimes we forget that. So I just want you all to think about this. If you know somebody too that if if uh, you know that has maybe they're single and there isn't anybody complimenting them. You know, that's important to my mom. My mom's a beautiful woman, by the way. You would never know she was 83 years old. I told her she looked good today. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that. See how excited she was? No, I know. That's really, no, that's very nice. And he always does. He always tells her. But he always tells her how great she looks. And I do too. But but like I said, it dawned on me. The day I was like, wow, who's complimenting her? Mm. So think about that with men and women, people maybe have, you know, that have been divorced for many years um, or some that have actually, you know, their spouses have died, has died. So that's something that you can do. But getting back to little foxes, yes, complimenting each other too can really help. It's like, just because you've been together a long time does not mean you have to become roommates. You know, it's like we are husband and wife still, no matter what. And we have to, we still need that respect there and that honoring. Yeah, we're glad. It's great. By the way, guys, what is another... So what we talked about, we talked about disrespect, talked about honesty, talked about false, um, false, like like building up in a false way, which I kind of got was a roundabout way I explained that, like telling somebody they they uh, have won when they really haven't, and that doesn't really teach anybody anything. Yes, it's okay to be encouraging, right? But we're talking about when someone hasn't won, and you're just constantly telling them that they have, and they're never going to yeah. learn anything that way. It's like it's like they need to learn that they have to. to fight harder to win. And you know, sometimes too, I like to actually do a whole show on this is competition mm-hmm. with your spouse because mm-hmm. a lot oh, that's of that's another one being competitive with your yeah. spouse is a big one. And I'd like to actually do a whole show about that because mm-hmm. you know, for instance, Butch is like extremely smart and, and I'm not saying she's so nice. Look, no, but I'm not saying that I'm not smart, but he knows so much. It's just, it's, it's like you're going, how do you know all this? But anyway, he knows so much. He's like a, a walking encyclopedia. Wow. I ask him, like, what does this word mean? Oh, I know. We, when I play my word games on my phone, I'm like, ugh, I've got two left. I just can't figure it out. I'm so mad. Like on the airplane, that's the only time I play. And I'll show it to him. He goes, ah, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's the word. Obviously, like, I play more I, even when I'm out on an airplane. So well, but still, though, you are really smart. And uh, very but, sweet of you to say. but I could, I could, if I wanted to, I could be very competitive with that. And and actually be mad that you are really smart because you figure things out quicker than me or whatever. And that's something that we you know really do. I think the Bible says not to compare yourselves among yourselves, and I believe that's in the book of Romans. So why wouldn't you? I mean, why why 
why is that not good? Comparing yourself to other people is a useless, um, a useless endeavor simply because all it does, it, it frustrates you. Now, here's one thing. You can look at somebody like if I'm comparing myself to a teenage kid, like let's say there's a 25 year old kid. He's got a 25 year old Butch Harmon, like the one I met when he was exactly. But I, and let's say there's a kid who's like he's 25. He's got a lot of money. He's doing great. He looks amazing. He's not old yet like me. And I start comparing myself to that kid going, man, that kid's got everything. Look at that. That's yeah. going to start making me feel inadequate. It's going to start making me feel like, like no matter what I do to compare myself to this kid, I'll never be his age again. You know what I mean? So that's just a useless thing. There might be people out there. You might be seeing a celebrity on television or, or there might be an influencer. influencer, a singer, an athlete, someone that you look at and you're like, man, I'll yeah. never be that person. All it's going to do is depress you. Now, if you want to look at somebody and aspire to be them, like if they aspire, if you're like, wow, I would love to be like that person. That person inspires me. That's different than comparing yourself in a negative way. So in a negative way, you're going to be going, okay, I can't do that. I am now feeling inadequate. And that will bring you down. And in turn, it will bring your spouse down. And, yeah. You know, but also, too, is um, uh, just the whole gosh the whole influencing thing mm -hmm. is just crazy because mm -hmm. um and i want to add to that as well is that these people remember influencers you don't see the real person you see what they want you to see well it's like any no it's matter like, what it's like, like any actor in hollywood it's like any actor who has a them, costume you're seeing them with filters on you're seeing them in their own like I mean, like their no, own no, domain, no, 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 imaginary like, yeah. world. And so, but you're going and, and you're looking at them saying, God, I wish I had their life, but you don't know what happens when the camera goes off. But the other thing I want to relate this to, because we are on healing journeys today mm. is when you see somebody that's not sick and you are, and that's really hard. So you know? if you're sick, seeing a healthy person, right. beginning to compare yourself to that person. Right. So I remember one time I was, I was just at a stop slide and, um, I, you know, I, and you were sick of that knows, knows me, loves to work out and I couldn't work out. Mm. And I was just sitting there at the light and this girl, this beautiful body runs by, she's jogging. And I immediately started wanting what she had. And I just broke out into tears. Like you can't believe. Mm. And I made myself so sad and so depressed mm. that I kept, and then I, then I let the enemy come in and tell me, well, you're never gonna be able to do that again. You know, and so, but after I fought that thought and said, no, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to not do again. I literally turned it around. And I said, and I kept saying, I cannot wait to the day that I do do that again. And I'm going to move towards that every single day. And then one day I was out running. I was like, see, it happened. And so, but again, if we continue to keep looking at somebody that has something that you feel you don't have then that's going to be a definite problem. It's going to set you back. It's going to make you sad. It could even depress you as well. So you really got to not go there because that is a little fox that will definitely spoil the vine of your health for sure. And listen, guys, you know, um, I remember I remember years ago when we first started dating, I would be hanging out with you and then I'd see another guy walk past who was better dressed than me or taller than me or better looking than me or whatever. And you started feeling inadequate. I used to always have feelings right. of inadequacy. I was a very insecure person. And you might not think that about me, but I was, I don't know where that came from, but I've, I've battled it for, for a long, long time. Um, and I actually, I do know where it came from. I came from the fact that a lot of people would get on me 
because they would think I was egotistical when I wasn't. So they would be sure to correct me and everything I did. So I started getting insecure about doing anything. Anyway, long story short, um, when you are an insecure person, but that's another little fox, by the way, is insecurity. Yeah. If you're an insecure person, you need to deal with that because why, let's go back to why are you insecure? Yeah. Why are you insecure? By the way, we should write that one down too. What was the other one you wanted to do? Um, just moments ago. Yeah, said, I'll remember it, but okay, I'm, we'll I'm watch, focused on this. Okay, oh, but in, co competition with your spouse. Competition and insecurity. Yeah, I'm going to write those down. But yeah. um, but this is live. We can do this right now. But why are we insecure around our spouse? Does our spouse make us feel insecure? Yeah. Do, you, do you say things to your spouse to make them insecure? Or do you just naturally feel insecure all the time because you, for some reason, have a feeling of inadequacy? What well, is it? What I would suggest is, is that, you know, there are so many marriage um, encounters, meaning like weekends and things that you can do online where it's a very intense, in-depth, uh, just event of some sort where you can, you and your spouse can watch or be a part of and really let let the, the facilitator, the teacher, you know, the speaker really teach you some things that can get in deep down into your heart. Now, I know because of Healing Journeys today that most insecurity or some of the reasons why there's so many issues and stuff that go on in a relationship is about a root of something on the inside of the person, which most of the time it's a trauma thing. It's some kind of trauma has hit them. And so that really messes with someone's heart. That is for sure. And um, so when that messes with someone's heart, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not as able to love outwardly as they would normally because they've closed their heart off because of the trauma that they've suffered. And so, but there's so many different uh, marriage ministries out there. Now, what we do here with Heartbeat is we just talk about the everyday stuff. We get on the online with you guys and we just talk things out. But to do like a real in-depth um, study and an in-depth event, mm -hmm. there's so many out there. And I know that um, there's, uh, I don't know any like right now, but I, but I know, oh gosh, what was their name? Um, got Karen and Jim, I'll have to think about it, but there's, there's a lot of them online. And I know that you would really get a lot out of it. Here's a, something Keith Nance said something. Everyone was made by God for a specific <clears throat> purpose. You are perfectly built by God to be you. Well said Keith. And also we have here, uh, Lillian Smith says, love you guys. Juliana, really love your messages on YouTube. Keep up the good work. You, you are a blessing. Thank you, Lillian. Everybody out there is saying so many nice things. I can't get to all your comments right now, but I'm so grateful for all of them. We're so grateful. So let's keep going. What are some other, we've talked about insecurity. We've talked about um, honesty and truth. We've talked yeah. about finances. We've talked about false sense of, of security, meaning building people up uh, in, a, in a wrong way. Um, what do you think about... Um, What's another little fox? Another little fox, I guess, would go with insecurity is would, would be your appearance, your looks. Would that be I'm just other? looking at that one, these one people that were amazing. I used to listen to them all the time. In relationships? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember their names, but I, I'll mm. find them. But you know what? You look it's, up a, 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 what's the topic? Yeah, I'm just going to put up marriage here. Marriage. Yeah, because I'm sure that something will come up. But It's YouTube. We'll see. No, we'll see it. Um, but it's, it's so important, though. We cannot be... Always concerned she about. She says Jimmy and Karen Evans. That's it. Mary Ellen. Oh, saved the day. Thank Jimmy you. Jimmy and Karen Evans. I love that. Now, who the heck are they? Oh, I listened to them years ago, Jimmy actually. And Karen Evans. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. And I just, you know, 
you always like to get some tips. And on to YouTube or like on radio shows? Well, they used to be on TV, of course, before, you know, when we all used to watch TV, but we don't anymore. I say radio because I'm 112. That's <laughs> right. why I say that. But yeah, yeah, I'm so glad. Thank you for saying that. But they were, they were amazing. Matter of fact, I just saw them again recently. I'm like, ooh, they've aged. It's so weird because they were, it was so long ago that I watched them. And, and now well, Lydia, you guys are looking Lydia, at me going, oh, she's aged too. So. Lydia says Karen and Jimmy Evans. So which is it? Is it Jimmy and Karen or Karen and Jimmy? <laughs> uh, we need to know. But again, right there. There's another thing too. The competition I think it's the, Jimmy and Karen. Another thing too, guys, the competition with the spouse. Can you allow your spouse to win an argument? Well, okay, let me just, let's talk or about even, Or even win. Is but win why, the right word? But yeah, win's not the right word because why do you have to win the argument? Oh, it's just important. That's all. It's important. <laughs> That's all. I mean, I think- We're, not, we're supposed for, to be talking about how do we settle the argument. I speak for all the men out there and I say it's important to win every No, argument. how do we I'm, settle? I'm I know you are. But how do you settle an argument? How well, do you? And, well, first of all, first of all, ego's got to go out the door. That's for sure. Because if your ego is in that fight, you'll never. There's our broom. See our broom right here? <laughs> we have props, everybody. We have our broom and our dustpan right there. Let's move this off set That right was there. fine So you showed that. I know. What, what people might have been wondering what oh, it was. I know. But, um, but, yeah, why? See, a little fox can be the need to win. That goes with competition. Okay, well, well, we definitely had a problem with. You know, we had, one of us had to get the last word in. Do you guys ever experience that? That you're like your spouse or you needs to get that last word in. It's like you you got. It's like you're on a mission to say that last thing. Uh, here's another one that's a little fox. Extended family. Is that a little fox that can spoil a marriage or a relationship? Your extended family. Are you so close to your parents that you can't listen to your spouse over your parents? Or, Ooh, or that's a big one. Let me ask you this: Do your parents have more sway in your marriage than your spouse does, or does now your? That's not even a little fox. That's a massive fox. Like, like I'm going to write that one down too. Like a boom. Yeah, yeah. Like a big fox. That's a big giant Godzilla-sized fox. Yeah, you know, I was very guilty of that back, and not with you, but back in the day when I was dating. I mean, not with me. Not with you, because I never, I didn't let that happen. Let me, let me tell you why. Okay. I let my mom really help me with relationships. You mean like run everything and when tell you I what was, to do? Yeah, with, you know, boyfriends and stuff. But we talk a lot more. We talk a lot more about your old boyfriends and my old girlfriend. No, we don't. Yes, we do. I never. Okay. I don't think I've ever talked anyway, once about an old girlfriend. Well, we can if you want. Okay? I don't really. But I'm just saying that I, I allowed my mom to be involved in those relationships. And um, so I knew that when I got to the man I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with, I had to cut that off because... Mm -hmm. I just, it was not right. And thank God that I did because not that my mom was giving me such bad advice, but you don't want, here's what happens. The, the parent is usually going to take the side of their kid, even if the kid is wrong. Now, not us because we're honest. Keith says like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's like the giant fox, right? Yes. So talking about your mom interfering. Yeah. So so I'm just saying that I, you, you got to be careful of letting your parents into your day-to-day -day relationship stuff because it's something that you've got to go to the Lord with. Now I'm now if you're being abused, I mean this is this is just mm -hmm. you know little stuff, you know, whatever, everyday living stuff. But here's the thing. But if there's any abuse going on, you go get right. help from wherever. Right. But um as far as like just mm -hmm. everyday stuff, when sometimes the moms kind of start manipulating a little bit. So you got to be careful because you, you're the one that made the decision to get married. You need to seek out the Lord for your advice on how 
you should treat your spouse and how your marriage should be. Okay, this is in Ephesians 5, 31. Okay. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two should become one flesh. That's Ephesians 5, 31. Yes. If you're united with your wife, you are one flesh. You are both. See, for example, the reason we're one, yes, physically, we're two separate pieces of DNA, two separate you know, DNA beings, but we're one because if it hurts her, it hurts me. If it hurts me, it hurts her. That's how you become one. And it says here, you'll leave your father and mother. That doesn't mean you leave them forever, never see them again, but you're married to a spouse now, and your spouse needs to have some say in your marriage, as do you. It, um, it's frustrating for me sometimes when I meet couples, and you can see that one is clearly dominant over the other one, and the other one, so dominant, in fact, the other one has like no voice at all. And that's very, it's kind of frustrating for those around those people too, because it's obvious that that's yeah. happening. You want a well-balanced marriage. And by the way, if you can't let your spouse have a voice, there's where the insecurity comes in. You're insecure about allowing your spouse to have a voice over you and you can't handle that. So yeah. why is that? Why do you think you can't handle letting your spouse speak? She has no problem speaking. Never concerned about it. Okay. Her. But see, this is what's crazy. He thinks he does. He has no problem speaking his well, I'm not saying I have a problem speaking his oh, Okay, I thought you were saying that but, I'm the one. Okay. But there's, no, no, I'm saying you do definitely speak your mind. Uh, but but I said you never had a problem with it. That's no, and neither have you. Was complimenting you. Oh, okay, thank you. You see, see what I mean? Look okay, right there. see, see I miss, look, I Jumps right to conclusions. <laughs> there's another one, jumping to conclusions. Oh, uh, misunderstanding. How about that, misunderstanding. Jumping to conclusions. <laughs> Jumping to con two. The bottom line is this: is that we can't, we can't. Okay, the the enemy goes in to try to destroy marriages all the time. Steal, kill, kill and, de and, and destroy. destroy. He's and that's take really you don't think he does not want your marriage to work out at all. So you've got to fight for your marriage, and you've got to not allow that um, the um, the distraction and so many things that are distracting in this world. Mm -hmm. You don't want to let the offense of your heart take over so that now you're offended by your husband and you want nothing to do with them, you know, except just to be the, the dad to, you know, help you raise the kids. You need more than that. A marriage is a covenant, which is what we have with the Lord. You've got to have communication. Mm -hmm. You've got to have uh, a lot of verbal love towards each other, physical love towards each other, and also be able to laugh together. Well, let's, let's do that first. Let's talk about communication. We only we have to go pretty soon. I know. But communication, do you communicate with your spouse? Do you speak to your spouse? Do you let them know how you're feeling? Do you ask about their day? You ever ask your spouse about their day? Well, but what, what forget about, well, Yes, at the end of the day. But what about praying over your spouse, men and women, mm -hmm. before the day starts? Amen. Why not start off with the most She does that time all the time. Will you pray together? Mm -hmm. And so that your day will be um, joined together and also will be, you know, under the anointing of the Lord because you brought the Lord in your day. Amen. When we can start off, yeah, I can be reading my Bible, being by myself. Um, but what about, so if I just kept everything to myself, all my prayers, everything else, and I never, we never prayed together, yeah. then that doesn't make a marriage work at all. A marriage works when you both are just, you know, what I call hooked up to the vine and you're both getting fed from the vine. You're both going to the Lord together on your whole life, whether it's your kids, your job, your careers, your whatever you're doing. 
that's the most important thing is to be like this united together on every front. And if you feel like, you know, oh, I don't really care about what he does. I don't care about his hobby and all that or her hobby. Try to find a way that you can find something that you like. You know, when we first got together, I knew nothing about cartoons. Could care less. Why about would cartoons. anybody know about cartoons right. unless you were? A but I had to learn how to. I wanted to ask him questions. I want him to know that I was very interested in what he did, and I still ask him all the time. Remember, I said how smart he is. I still ask him all the time because that's showing. Well, that, now the great thing is you're actually working. Yeah, with I'm working me with him on a cartoon. But it shows that you know that you respect and you care for your spouse, and that's key. That is number one is respect for each other. Amen. Well, guys, look, we're going to run. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes... We are healed. God bless you.